Hey guys, what's going on? This is Ryan from Serving Up Cinema, and today we are going to talk about Godzilla vs. Kong, the brand new HBO Max movie that really touches on its monsters. So in this episode, we're going to be focusing on those big old bad boys, Kong and Godzilla, along with the characters that really drive the plot, and how Adam Wingard's individual direction really made this movie pop and falter in certain ways. But I do want to warn you guys, this is a spoiler-filled podcast, so do not check us out unless you've seen the movie. Or I guess you can, that's a little weird, a little goofy, but I ain't gonna stop you. So sit back, relax, listen to a couple guys just talk about some big old monsters beating the crap out of each other. I hope you enjoy it. Alright, what's up guys? Welcome back. Episode 3. Right, Godzilla, we're here. We, we made, made it to it. episode three. I know. I'm, I'm just <laughs> as, surpri as surprised as you are. But, um, yeah, today, of course, my name is Britton. It still is. It always has been. And my other host, Ryan. As always, it's Ryan over here. What's going on, guys? And today, we are jumping into Adam Wingard's Godzilla vs. Kong. Big movie. Yeah. Like, Very big movie. Like, HBO Max is absolutely killing it right now. Like, this was a this movie was made for theaters. It really was. I still haven't gone to go see it in the theater, but I'm going to go. This movie would be worth it just because of how many explosions, the action-packed. And, you know, the theaters just need a little drive right now. They need a little bit of help. They need a little love. They do. Don't forget about those little guys out there. Speaking of the opposite of little guys, I guess <laughs> we'll jump into, you know, the biggest part of the movie... You called it the big bad boys. The big bad boys. Let's talk about the guys in the name Godzilla and Kong. Oh, I do want to start out by saying when they did the credits, like the intro credits for yeah. the movie, and they made like a bracket, and oh. it was like Godzilla and Kong on the ends of the bracket. That was sick. Square up. I was like, all right, I'm I'm sold. Yep. You sold me in the first four minutes. No, and know? then you saw like Ghidorah get crossed off, and that's clearly the big bad from the movie before with the three-headed dragon and... Without that threat, yeah, we only have two good guys left, which was pretty, it's an interesting concept, very Batman v. Superman-esque, mm -hmm. where it's, you just have two guys that were always protectors of humanity, always, you know, never doing anything, quote-unquote, mean to humans, and in this one, they really tried to throw us a curveball. I mean, I think that the last couple films from Hollywood that have involved the monsters, you know, all the Legendaries movies yeah, and stuff Yeah, the Monsterverse. Like they, they've really focused more on the intensity of these monsters and, like, collateral damage. So yeah. it's a lot of bystanders and buildings and things like that that get destroyed just because these two monsters are going at it. But at the same time, if people would just leave the monsters alone, exactly. which humans cannot do, just can't apparently. Do I mean... Think about it, Kong from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You've got him in this big containment field. That was mean. When he's doing his morning routine. Yeah, that was mean. Getting up in the morning with the cheeks out. Yeah. <laughs> Kong was getting after it, man. He was hitting the he was hitting the gym. Yeah, he was just showering, having a good little time. I will say that was a good misdirect right out of the get-go when he threw that tree. Oh yeah. And then you saw that I was like, wait a minute, isn't that the sky up there? Mm -hmm. But Man, they really, really focused on Kong. They should at least put him first in the title of the movie because he was in almost every single scene. I just think that it wouldn't have sounded as good. Kong versus Godzilla. Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. It does. It has a flow. And Godzilla's a little bit more famous, I would say. Yeah, definitely. 
But they really painted Kong as the protagonist throughout this entire movie. I thought that was a really good move because if you think about all the last movies, which we're going to jump into later, mm -hmm. um, characters, usually they just suck. They, we don't care about them. We don't care what their story is. Yeah. But it, they threw Kong in there as the protagonist, which is what we needed. Yeah. And that's what Adam Wingard said, too. He was like, I think it's time to where we can have a movie where our main characters don't speak. Exactly. And wow, I think they delivered that great. Like I felt everything Kong was going through, like when he was getting blitzed on the water by Godzilla. Cause I mean, Godzilla just like, he doesn't hate Kong. He's just clearly another alpha threat out there. And he just can't have that. Godzilla's just an alpha man. Dude, That's he all is, he man. Is. He just needs to learn how to play with friends a little bit better. Yeah. He needs to make friends. <laughs> Kong, I feel like Kong was even trying to be nice. Yeah. Know? I mean, he's nice to people. Yeah, he's nice to people. Like, heck, he has like a little adopted daughter almost in that little Gia girl. Gia, I thought that was a good move too. I think a lot of people were like, oh, this is a cliche. But it was a good way for Kong to relate to the audience because we got his feelings through communication through her. Mm -hmm. So we got all that information that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise yeah. because he cannot speak. Yeah, but and then when he started signing, that was crazy. It was crazy. Because it's like some like these kaiju, these huge monsters, you're telling me they have the capabilities of communicating their innermost thoughts? Even in some sort of aspect, that's groundbreaking. That's yeah. huge. And then it's like, when they were in the Antarctic after they successfully shipped Kong over there with the helicopters, which I oh thought was God. so funny. She literally said, there might be more of your family down there. Yeah. Pointing at the tunnel, you know, saying it through signs. And then he was like, oh, oh, oh. And like, he just started just zooming. And all that, like when they got to Middle Earth and all that, the stuff with Kong was great. Oh. It was just yeah. seeing him traverse and move and... I mean, it was beautiful. And yes. the, the sky and all that. I loved all that. Yeah, it's like it was folding on itself almost. Super cool. God, it was so sick in that area. And he has his little guys to beat up. Oh, yeah. To yeah. squash and stomp on. Dude, and then like the history of that place. Like there was like a Kong temple. We saw like and a gorilla throne with a big old axe. Like Dude, that, was, that was hard. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah. I really, really enjoyed everything that they did with Kong's character. Yeah. But as I was watching the movie... When, you know, because it's got those two storylines going. Yeah. Because you've got your Kong and your Godzilla. I was disappointed anytime we would leave that Kong storyline. Because Me it was well. so strong. Yes. And then on the other side, I didn't really care about what was going on with Godzilla. Or yeah. It's like, yeah, honest. throughout the movie, like Kong and then his human crew of Eileen, Rebecca Hall's character, and Nathan Lind, Alexander Skarsgård's character, mm. they were the main driving point, and they had the more plot that's going to drive the movie. Yeah. Because you have the Godzilla crew with Brian Tyree, Henry's Bernie, and Stranger Things is Millie Bobby Brown as Madison. Yeah. They literally just snuck into a place and didn't do anything. They until, were just getting moved around. Yeah, they were just getting moved around and then accidentally... Save the day at the end by spilling a drink. Like, are you serious, man? I feel like they, they... Out of all of that, that's how you take down a mega monster? We deserve more than that, I think, a little bit. They definitely put way more work into the Kong side. I mean, it's very yeah. apparent. I, yes, yes. I I didn't even care. I was like, oh, Millie Bobby Brown's back. And she was good in the yeah. last one. That was and her she, dad. Her, she I can't didn't remember need her to... dad's name. Oh, you see him everywhere. Yeah, but can't. Friday Night Lights right there. Coach Taylor. He's just one of those guys. You just don't know like, him. He had such a big, like he was so smart and had a big role mm -hmm. in King of the Monsters. 
And in this movie, he's in like three scenes and doesn't know what's going on. And How can you become that oblivious? All he's doing is just looking for his daughter. Literally. I'm like, okay, Literally. back to square one. This is the last movie, but... Yeah. Like, it's it was good. And then the other thing about Godzilla that I was really noticing is they made him seem really wise, even from the beginning. You know, because yeah. the whole concept was like, Godzilla's attacking the humans and we don't know why. Why is he turning on them? Yeah. But he was, I mean, he was clearly targeting specific stuff that he could sense, like... Ghidorah's head, yeah, you know, whatever sort of psychic bond that is, he was hearing it, and that's why he was attacking. So it's like, they made it so he knew exactly what he was doing out of the beginning. Well, and that's the thing, too, is I think it's a big part of uh, any of the Godzilla movies. You've got, like, real-life nature, right? Yeah. Even though these are big monsters that they're, aren't They're real. still naturally made. Yeah. yeah. They come from Middle Earth. Ho Hollow Earth. Middle Earth. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you <I> know. know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they come from hollow earth, which is the core of the planet. Basically that's a natural thing. That's what happens. What do humans do? We just mess everything up because we think that we can improve things and play God. And I think that's what all of those movies try to get across is like Godzilla is still the big bat. I mean, he's still yeah. like protector of the realm. If you will. Yeah. Low key. Thank God for him. And they don't give him enough love in that world. And they don't trust him, ever. No, they had to build... Major trust issues with They had Godzilla. to build a mechanical version because of it. Because think about it. Apex and their CEO, Walter Simmons, mm -hmm. they literally were creating Mecha Godzilla before Godzilla was attacking people. Yeah. So that means they didn't have the trust when they clearly can trust this monster at this point. He hasn't shown any reason why you can't. And yeah, like you said, they just effed it up. In this movie, with just the whole concept of a giant technology conglomerate like Apex yeah. being the driving point where it's like this guy has like that, you know, that suave businessman kind of vibe. And very then, charismatic. Very yeah. charismatic. And then in the end, gets killed by his own creation because of his ego just got way too big and just was power hungry. Like, that's the thing. Humans are power hungry. That The whole, I want to say, first half of the film, mm -hmm. the humans are the bad guys. Yeah. Kong and Godzilla are just trying to, like, figure things out, mm -hmm. basically. Like, they're just figuring out, like, Godzilla just wants to know why Kong moved. Because he clearly knew he was hanging out on Skull Island. Mm -hmm. And then Kong is just kind of wondering why he's going anywhere. But he's not really that mad about it. That's why he was so controlled on the boats and stuff. Because mm -hmm. he clearly didn't like his current home of Skull Island. Well, and he thought that they were taking him home. Which, they were. They gave him that new home, yeah, and like, you know, Skull Island's that whole concept, like they said it multiple times, like, if Hollow Earth came to the surface, and all that hoopla, so yeah. they, I guess they got him the safest spot, and they got him yeah. just, you know, just a good place to run around a little bit, but I'm not sure how I feel about, like, in the climax of the movie, King Kong just jumped through a tunnel right into Hong Kong. Yeah, which that, it that makes bizarre. Yeah, it makes sense, I guess, because Hollow Earth is right smack dab in the middle. Mm -hmm. But, like, that was that was a little too easy, I think. Like, yeah. we spent an hour of the movie traveling him somewhere over miles on miles, and then, like, in an instant, he's just right there in the thick of the action. Godzilla's just got that power blaster, bro. He's just Ooh. burning the earth. Dude, that was, that was pretty sick, though. Like, he went all the way through the core. I know. I think. I think because he why, knew. He knew Godzilla was. I mean, King Kong was down there. I think that's why they they 
focus less on Godzilla because we already know that Godzilla is king of the monsters. Straight you know, up. He is strong and scary looking and the man is bad. You know? <laughs> so, bad to the bone, bro. But what did you think about, you know, we've mentioned all these characters now. Might yeah. as well jump into that. What did you think about the human characters? Because they... there's lots of complaints all across the last movies because yeah. they're like, we don't none of this really matters. They're just here. Yeah, know? and you can tell, like, from what you were saying earlier with Adam Wingard trying to use the monsters more as the focus of a ton of scenes, they clearly took the back burner, but I feel like those were more well-developed scenes, even though there were less scenes of them. Mm -hmm. But they were very top-heavy on a couple. Like, they did Brian Tyree Henry really well. That Bernie character. I liked like his a, character, yeah. He, he was very entertaining. It. Yes, like, he was funny. The comic relief... And he knew exactly what he was talking about. That's it was like true. one of those that like from he like he foreshadowed the entire movie in like his opening podcast of them like at right yeah. at the beginning. I noticed that my second watch through too, a lot of the stuff he was saying, he was exactly completely right. right. Yeah. So like he was developed good. It was he was he pretty much just served as a tour guide aspect. Yeah. But like Madison, like Millie Bobby Brown, she was a huge factor in the last movie. In this one, she was just running around, just being a little diva, just wanting to get her hands dirty. But at the end of the day, she didn't do anything. Yeah, she was trying to help, but I feel like she didn't accomplish that much until the end, and Not she really didn't even accomplish that much. And like even at the end, when she reunited with her doctor dad, Coach Taylor over there, <laughs> it was still just, it wasn't a rewarding reunion, which it was no. supposed to be a rewarding reunion. Really? But, well, we knew they were going to end up back exactly. together again. I got tired of hearing him yell, Maddie, 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 Maddie. Yep. But I will say, since they were in the last movie, I'm glad that they took the back burner for other human characters to get brought to the light. Yeah. But they really faltered on a couple. Like, the biggest one that I think of is kind of the Mechagodzilla team, the, uh, the Apex crew yeah. with... Walter Simmons, we didn't see a lot of him, but we knew exactly what he was about, and he was very foreshadowed as a bad guy from the beginning. Yeah. But his little homie, the the pilot of Mechagodzilla. Ren. Ren, yeah. Ren Sarazawa, as in the son of Ken Watambe's Sarazawa character that's been in the last three movies. I think it's uh, I Ichiro? Ichiro, oh. Yeah, Ichiro Sarazawa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's his son. Ren was his son the entire time, and they didn't mention it once. Yeah, we, we didn't get any of that information. And honestly, I just kind of thought they put so much effort into having to share the screen with Godzilla and Kong. You almost have like a third side to the story for your antagonist. Mm -hmm. So when Mechagodzilla came out, that was cool. I was excited for the fight. Yeah. But like I didn't really care what happened to them because I knew you knew there were you've got die. Godzilla and Kong. I mean, and Mechagodzilla is obviously the bad guy. Yeah. And you, so I knew he wasn't going to work out. And you know, when you build something like that in every movie and every TV show, they don't stay controlled forever. No, something they, goes wrong. Something goes wrong. Terminator style. Mm -hmm. And they are going to, and they always kill the creator. And that's exactly what they did. Like, literally, his first move, Mechagodzilla, once he got that, like, hollow earth energy, yeah, whatever, like, shipped to him, literally killed the guy who created him. And then that Sarazawa pilot got fried in that skull of Ghidorah, which that was cool. That was That cool. was a good tie-in from the post credit scene of the King of the Monsters movie. Right. Of the severed Ghidorah. Ghidorah, King Ghidorah head. So that was a nice, like, thank you for that. 
Like, yeah. thank you for building off of that one scene. But, and then we've touched on the Kong characters, too. Like, you, kind of what you were saying, they got a lot more developed than the other ones, it seems like. Yeah, I actually really liked Rebecca Hall, who played uh, Eileen, and Alexander Skarsgård. He played Nathan, right? Yeah. yeah I liked he was a good, good, like, rugged, cowboy-esque type character. Those characters fit really well together because they both had separate goals, but they had a common goal, too. Yeah. I think they both had Kong's best interest in mind. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. Gia totally did, too. And Gia has an emotional attachment to Eileen. And, yeah, and Eileen's like her surrogate mom or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Which... And I really liked uh, the character of Nathan, too, because, you know, he was very intelligent, knew what he was talking about mm-hmm. with the Hollow Earth thing and all that. And, I mean, they did the thing. I mean, they went they into Hollow They did exactly like That his... part was so cool. Yeah. And they've been building up to that for a while. Like, in every single movie, they sprinkled, like, Hollow Earth as, like, a ridiculous idea in Skull Island, which is, like, 1970 in this timeline. Yeah. And then now we're at, like, 2021, and then they're acting on it. So it's, like, this crazy idea. It was right the whole time. They kept sprinkling the seeds, so that was a really good moment. And, man, it just looked gorgeous down there, too. Yeah. Like, bright popping colors, roaming landscapes. We the movie met, was beautiful. Yeah, we met like a brand new monster down there too. That Kong had a little like drink the blood of and had oh. a little snack. Yeah, that was a little. Uh, yeah, he uh, he's getting after it. Yeah, he's a little he's a little slurper with his food right there, and oh it's my just gosh. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll sit in your head for a while. <laughs> I liked I liked all the how it looked differently from Earth. It did look like a different Planet. place. Yeah, yeah, low key. Yeah, it was. It had some like weird spacey elements mm-hmm. with the little crystals and all that that he was touching yeah wasn't he floating at one point yeah <laughs> big float monkey yeah, big float. that's terrifying <laughs> I, I would see that in my nightmares Straight speaking up. of that speaking of that before i forgot i meant to talk about it earlier what you got that first shot of godzilla where he comes out of water and his mouth is open I thought it looked like a horrible Disney animatronic, but it scared me. <laughs> it scared me the, to see. He had like <gasps> mouth flaps and stuff. I I was like, ah, oh, not again. Don't show me that again. And yeah. then he looked normal for the rest of the movie. It was just that one thing. It looked like a <laughs> it looked like a sock puppet coming out of the water. <laughs> just a giant sock puppet. Like they uh that was one thing, like Godzilla, you can tell Adam Wingard intentionally tried to film Godzilla a different way than anybody else had. That's kind true. of like that angle right there. Nobody else did that. He had like he loves this. He loved the spikes out of the water a little too much for my liking. Oh, I thought those. I, I love those back spikes, dude. That's. I mean, I guess that's part of his move. Like Godzilla, like it's an intimidation thing. Yeah, it clears out some of them. He knew that the humans were in the way, but I will say it was kind of crazy when it was like the humans in Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, like they they made sure the humans were a factor in this movie because our boy Kong was gonna get drowned and killed. Yeah. Right at the, like, near the beginning, like, in an intense scene, but then the humans had to... Bail him out. Bail him out and literally yeah. blast Godzilla. That was, it was cool to see that they made them a factor in the monster fights, because in every other movie, never did. Never no, could. they're just too busy trying to get away from it. <laughs> exactly. And so this one, they're like, well, hell, we're in the middle of the water, we might as well get after it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, it was good, like, the action scenes were just through the roof. Kong's are kind of jumping into that final fight that the whole movie was leading towards. Well, so you've got two fights, right? We've got the fight on the boat, and then you've got the fight in Hong Kong. Yeah. So what did you think about the first first meeting? Like the fight? Okay. I liked it just because 
I didn't like the aspect that Kong was a sitting duck, but it made sense because he was getting transported in a very inconvenient way, and so Godzilla clearly has the upper hand, and Godzilla was getting after it. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought it was cool, too. I thought it was interesting to choose that route, to put him on the boat, boat and, like, chained up and everything. Yeah. But I did like it because, I don't know, I felt like it gave Kong more of an edge later because, you know, he got his butt whooped already, so he's coming back. Yeah. He's not He's not going to let that happen twice. Yeah, he was, he was straight pissed. And then, yeah, like kind of what we were saying, the humans had to bail him out. He needed the help. And then we got our first when Kong delivered that right punch. Like, it was in the trailers. Yeah, yeah. It was in that one. Holy cow. Like, we've never seen a monster be able to stand toe-to-toe with Godzilla. Ghidorah was so much bigger, but these guys were, like, the perfect height to have a bare-knuckle brawl. No, so yeah. I'm glad that they gave that to us, though. Because Godzilla, since he's, you know, more of that dinosaur basis, arms are not really his strength. Well, and that's what I liked about the the fight between the two characters there is because Kong, his fighting style is different. You know, he's quick. That's that's the biggest highlight that yeah. I saw. And more Cuban-esque. Especially in Hong Kong. I mean, he can move around. He can dodge. He can get around um, Godzilla. Had, had his weapon yeah, later on. he could use tools. Like, yeah, his which thumbs, Godzilla cannot. imposable thumbs, were a huge factor in that fight. And Godzilla, on the other hand, he's just like a powerhouse. Like a power source. He is the mitochondria. <laughs> He'd be blasting, bro. He'd be blasting. But he's not going to run around you and punch you in the back of the head. And you like always Kong know where, yeah, you always know where he is. Too. He's always in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Unless he's underwater. Or exactly. under, in wherever the radiation is, you know. Yeah, like, and then Kong, yeah, it was so, like, he was bouncing off the skyscrapers. He was yeah. very monkey-esque, and that was good to see because, yeah. like, when he was, like, him climbing around, you always forget those aspects. Yeah, because it's like they're giant time, animals. For a long time, we've just seen him walking here and there and there. Like, in Skull Island, he did not, ha- he had a couple good fighting motions, and yeah. but nothing, nothing close to this. It was, mu- it was much more brutal and yeah. up front. And with this, Kong had a little finesse on him. I mean, yeah, he, he did. He was he was avoiding Godzilla and all that. I thought I thought that was his biggest strength, and it made the fight scene that much stronger. Yeah. But the fight was it looked incredible, insane. And then that maneuver with the axe, where he caught the laser and got it right on Godzilla's head. That yeah. might be the coolest thing I've ever seen in a movie in my life. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. And like all the lights on the buildings and yeah. stuff while Kong was swinging around him. They made it very Hong Kong. You know, yeah. bright neon colors. It was something to look at. They made it very pleasing to the eye. It almost felt to me if they were squaring off in like an octagon or something. They just, they made it watchable and aesthetic. Yeah. It was like a fight that you would pay a ticket to go see. Exactly. Which I think is the movie's biggest strength because I think that's the most important part about these movies. True. And Adam Wingard is, I mean, he did... Good he did right by the movie, you know? He, yeah, he, he sure did. He worked on the most important things so that people could enjoy the fight, which yeah. is why we're all here. And he developed the whole Mecha Godzilla aspect really well. The only reason people, like, in the movie, it was a complete misdirect when you first see him. The only reason people knew it was coming is because of just spoilers from trailers and just people reading in a little too much. Yeah. That was a really good aspect because clearly we couldn't hate Godzilla and Kong the entire time, and we already saw him go toe-to-toe. 
Yeah. So it was nice to see Mecha come in and be a true, true bad guy. So what about that final fight with Mecha? I, I liked it um, because at this point, I don't know about you, but the fight between Godzilla and Kong, I was kind of like torn. I was too. Because I was, I didn't I had want to either go, one of them me to either. lose. I had who, to go who, Kong. Who would you pick? You pick Kong? That's like, who I would pick. Yeah, I would just, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a monkey guy. Really? Yeah. I just can't, I can't get on board with Godzilla yeah. being the winner. But I will say it was nice to see Godzilla just getting his butt whooped for that a was second nice. by Mecha because Mecha is OP. Yeah. Like, holy cow. But, you know, technology always got to go wrong. Yeah, and then technology can go right sometimes. They had to use one of those hover crafts they used to get to hollow work to resurrect Kong. Oh, the, they had to, the heave. Yeah, the heave. Yeah, the whatever it is. Oh, like, I forgot about that. Yeah, they, they electrocuted him. Yeah, they had to electrocute him and bring him back to life. So that's twice the humans had to help Kong. So I will say, sadly, clearly, it seems like Kong is not as strong and definitely not as durable at this point. He's, He's behind Mechagodzilla, yeah. behind Godzilla. Thank goodness Mecha's gone and Godzilla's okay with him. <laughs> because yeah. I guess Godzilla just respected him at the end of the day. After, you know, they... They teamed up like everybody knew they would, and those were beautiful hand-to-hand, -hand, like when Godzilla charged up Kong's axe in his hand. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was awesome. That was nasty. That was Golly, awesome. that was cool. And it, then, was, it was really cool to see them fight together. Though. Yeah, the mutual respect, because like, Godzilla's got to be thinking, like, man, this monkey, that monkey can get after it. That, that monkey can bang, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you, can, you can do it. He'd be slinging punches, man. Mm -hmm. They had that nice shot at the end of Godzilla just seeing him and then uh, just, like, just like staring at each other and like peacefully. Just like the peaceful head nod, like, hey, you did it, bro. Yep. I'm going to go back into the ocean and you can go back to your forest. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I like how, like, at the beginning, Godzilla absolutely hated that Kong was I hanging like out in Hollow Earth and shot through the earth to get to him. I feel like Godzilla hates everybody, though. Yeah, but except then he's okay Ichiro. With him. Except Ichiro. Oh, yeah, Sirizawa. He knew. He knew he liked that guy. Oh, yeah. And plus, how can you not, how can you not like him? He saved your life. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I want to know what they're going to do about the hole in the earth. Yeah. Like, like is that just going to be a tourist destination? Yeah, you're going to slip down. Hey, like, I didn't would think you about fall that. all the way through? Like, did the beam stop at Hollow Earth? I feel like it would be like a <laughs> monorail. <laughs> And it would just go down. Dude, with the way that, that they're going, man, yeah, they're going to make that a tourist attraction. It was like, come see the homeland of Kong and Godzilla yeah. for $1,000 or whatever it is. <laughs> you can't afford this trip. Straight up. <laughs> with the way that the movie kind of left off, where do you think they're going to go from here? Because you, yeah. know, you know Legendary is playing in the whole MonsterVerse. Oh, and all of that. course. And once you start a cinematic universe, you got to get every penny oh you gosh. can out. Everybody's got to have a cinematic yeah. universe. Honestly, I feel like the best way that they should go is a throwback story. A flashback story of the first battles they were talking about in Hollow Earth. You know, no Kong, no Godzilla. We're at the most future point of the story. And then yeah. we'll talk about... That axe, where'd it come from? The other Godzilla creatures, the Kong guys. You that would know? be cool. See, yeah. and just give us more of Hollow Earth. Let us learn more about this place we finally got. Like Hollow Earth spinoffs. Exactly. Yeah, like, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I think that honestly. would be the best route for it. Because in the future, you already knocked out Mecha Godzilla and King Ghidorah. That even from the old Japanese Godzilla movies, yeah. those were the top two villains. 
Yeah. Right. And all the rest you've either said have died on the way, like Mothra, or ones that died. Like, if we took a look at that bracket at the beginning. Everybody was wiped every, out. But everybody was gone except for those two. So, it would have to be another off-worldly threat like Ghidorah. I mean, they could they could go do, like, a new character or something. I just don't know where you're going to go from here. Like, this timeline yeah. for a while. Yeah, the only other one that I can think of is low-key crossing up with Pacific Rim. Oh, really? You know, like the Rock'em Sock'em robots. Oh, gosh. See, I, I don't like man. it. I don't like it, but that seems like the only one this world would fit in, in a way yeah. that you could do future and make... They clearly were trying to make humans more impactful with the movie. So mm. I, I guess know. you can really pack a punch if you're in that big robot suit. Again, they're going to find something to make money. I hope they go Hollow Earth. Because that makes more sense and more condensed just for themselves. It sounds like a good move yeah. to me. I think I think if you're going to start, you need to start somewhere fresh. But it's hard to do that. You know, Godzilla and Kong, I mean, they've been out forever. There's We looked it up earlier. What There's like 30, 35 uh, Godzilla movies or something like that. Yeah, like they have like the Toho. I think that's what they're called. It's like the Toho Japanese universe. There's a current Godzilla anime on Netflix. Like, this guy's not going anywhere. It's the 36th film in the Godzilla franchise, Gosh. including Godzilla, and the 12th in the King Kong franchise. Good for both of them. They're getting a lot of love out here. They are big stars. Well, thank you. Where's their star on the Walk of Fame? Yeah, come on. Like, they even give them the credits as themselves. I don't know <laughs> if you guys caught this, but, like, in King the Monsters and Godzilla vs. Kong, it literally says Godzilla, played by himself. Kong That's played by up. himself, and I love that. That's <laughs> so what it is. So this movie, it it definitely really went crazy on the action. The characters could have been a little better, but they really hit They're a decent. home run with a couple. Exactly. They're decent, yeah. So like, what kind of grade for this movie? What like what were you really? What's your thoughts on it, Britton? Okay, so when I was gonna go see this movie, I was expecting honestly. Probably like a C. I was too. Um, but as far as the fight goes, I thought the fight was brilliant, brilliantly choreographed. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff in this movie looked great. The monsters looked great. The visual. It was viable. It was, I mean, I felt like they were there, you know? And so I, as a whole, I'd probably give this movie a... B minus. B minus? A B minus. Oh man, that minus? B minus because what? I think that the movie itself is very entertaining. Yeah. The monsters were done really well, Heck which is yes. which is what matters. That's yeah. where it's the what B we comes needed. From. It's what we needed. Yeah. And I think as far as the other characters and stuff, I think they just kind of hold back the plot no matter what's going to happen because it's the same critique every one of these movies that's come out. Literally. But I would say Adam Wingard did a good job on this. Yes. He really captured like the heart and soul of the franchises and the movie. True fan. Itself. You can tell he was a true fan as he was going. And I think it's worth it just to go see the fight, honestly. Yeah. I thought it was great. Exactly. Like it was it was bonkers. It's what the people wanted. Like people wanted the giant monsters to go up against each other. They didn't realize they wanted them more like human characters. Yeah. But they were really happy. Like, I'm really happy that they decided that choice. And holy cow, it's like they choreographed those fights just perfectly. They knew each of the skill sets. So there was a lot of attention to detail brought into this. And if it was only the Kong storyline, I'd give it a B plus. 
Because <laughs> that whole part of the movie was awesome. It was. It was really great. Using him as a character, um, letting them follow him. We get to learn a little bit more about Kong and where he's from. I thought all of that was great. Oh. It was just the rest of it that was kind of dragging it down yeah. a little bit. You know why I think like these characters kind of like these characters really worked in this movie? Why? There was no love. You would think in most movies, a cowboy type like theorist like yeah. Nathan Lind would end up with that Eileen girl and raise Gia together as a family. Or well, really... they did end up together. True, but they not did, together but... though. Yeah, they're just like working. they're just they're, they're in cahoots. They're platonic. They're friends. No love. And then Millie Bobby Brown was running around with that kid from Deadpool, Julian, uh, Julian something. His name was Josh Valentine in the movie. Yeah. And that clearly would be easy just to slap a kiss at the end or something. Thank but God. they did it. And I think that really helped a ton in yeah. this. Well, because we had more love for Godzilla and Kong, which exactly. is what the movie's about. Like, give me a female Kong out here. Uh-oh. Yeah, get him a little lady or something. So what did you think? What did you think about the movie? What did you give it? Yeah, this, I mean, I loved the movie. I was intrigued from the beginning. I'm a sucker for a big monster movie. Yeah? It was, it was good. I liked what they did with the characters. I'd probably go a little bit more on the B. Like, yeah. no minus out here. Just okay, a no B. minus? Because I do like what they did with most of the characters. Again, the Kong storyline was incredible. Like, I wish we had that movie of Kong instead of Kong Skull Island. But I love... like Skull Island? No, I like Skull Island. But I think this told a better Kong tale. It definitely did. That one, they painted him more as like the monster we don't know, which was good. Yeah. But this one, they really honed in and made him a guy that you want to rally behind. Like, Mm -hmm. you felt it when he was sitting on that throne. You felt it when he was down for the count and needed the help. Like when he was breathing to succeed. Yeah, when when he was like drowning... You were like, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, you were getting it. Kong. Yeah. Get up. And that's Wingard just making us care about huge monsters like that. Yeah, he did a good job. But the reason I go more for a B is he clearly showed favoritism to Kong. Yeah. Like, the entire movie. And Godzilla, we just... He's more... He, I guess they love that mysterious aspect of him. More than Kong, where it's like... He's like the everyday guy in these big old monster movies. Just your everyday monkey. He's just your everyday monkey. But the it was visually appealing. Yeah, I loved it. I think it was well written for the most part. Mm-hmm. I would I would have to go with a B. I just wish they may have given us a little bit more on the antagonistic side. At least more info about how they built Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. More info on the enemies. Just instead of just us looking at them and go like, oh yeah, they're evil. Like yeah. just just a little bit more, but I am nitpicking a little bit. It's a B. I highly recommend this. Like it's a good watch. Yeah, definitely check it out on HBO Max uh, if you have it. And it's showing in theaters right now. So it if you want to go to a theater, go to a theater. Heck, me and Brynn will be right there next to you. Just hit us up. We won't be sitting next to you. You know, We'll be sitting a couple seats down, yeah, but we'll be, be there. Good. Well, yeah, we'll be good. I'll buy you popcorn. Oh, yes, sir. Um, I'm going to hold you to that. Well, one more question, though. Yeah, what's going on, Brid? Okay, I got three teams here. Yeah. I want to know who you're picking. Okay. Team Kong, Team Godzilla, Team Mechagodzilla. Who you got to go with? <laughs> you got to go with Team Kong. You got to go with Team Kong. You got to yeah. go with Team Kong. Like, you got two scientists over there and, like, a little Supergirl, like Gia. Absolute hoss through the movie. And the like, reason everything radioactive worked. acts, bro. Right? Like, come on. Godzilla, you just have two little kids and then a conspiracy theorist. 
Love you, love you, Birdie. But love you can't Bernie. do it all yourself. And then screw Mecca. Yeah, <laughs> screw Mecca. Nobody's Apex on Team Mecca. Apex, Apex is just evil. All right. Well, I guess that about does it for today. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. Check it out on HBO Max. And then you know us here at Serving Up Cinema. We're not going anywhere. Shooting out a ton, a ton of episodes right now. And you can catch us on a ton of places. Right, Britton? Yes. So, you know, this is episode three. We're going to keep putting out stuff. But as of now, you can find us on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. And hopefully we're going to be on Apple Podcasts pretty soon. So you can check us out there. Yeah, but if you want to reach me or Britton, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Britton Jackson, at Ryan Ratfoot. Thank you guys as always for listening a little bit. We appreciate you a ton. And also we have an Instagram page too. Ooh. At Serving Up Cinema. Instagram? You tell me we got an Instagram? We we've been moving up in the world, man. Oh, we we've been out moving here. up in the world. You can find uh link trees on my page, Serving Up Cinema page. Um, back at me as well stuff. at Ryan Rathfoot. Come on, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check this out on HBO Max. You will not regret it. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good night, okay?